0: Hello and welcome from Zoom Sphere. Thank you for joining us for this sixth episode of the Zoom Sphere Podcast. I am your host, Peter Rushgev. In this week's episode, we have prepared for you a special interview with Thomas Ilk, managing partner of Vienna-based Bacon and Bolt. Founded in 2016, Bacon & Bolt has quickly become one of the leading marketing and advertising agencies in Austria. During our conversation, Thomas goes on to tell us more about the company's evolution in recent days, what his team's approach and methodology is when working with new clients, as well as some of the latest industry trends. Before we begin, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to the ZoomSphere podcast on your preferred podcast platform if you wish to support us. We're kicking off this interview with a few words from Thomas about his background.
1: Yeah, perfect. Uh, so my name is Thomas. I'm the founder and uh, managing partner of Bake in a Bold. Uh, my background is uh, mainly in, in marketing in the startup space. Uh, then had a short excursion to the political field where I managed election campaigns and through that got back into the agency world and after the election campaign I started Bacon and Bolt together with a business partner and yeah so that's
0: that's my background in short. Awesome and tell us more about Bacon and Bolt, the sort of services you offer and the clients that you work with. Sure so Bacon and Bolt
1: is a social media agency based in Linz and Vienna in Austria so we have two offices Um, we are focused on uh, helping clients with digital transformation in marketing so how to switch from offline media based planning to online or digital media based planning uh, especially with a focus on social media uh, and all that entails Um, so we work in all kinds of industries we work uh, with a lot of like tourism clients for example like Vienna tourism Um, where we do the social media marketing internationally um, or lots of industrial clients, automotive clients and so on, Uh, mostly big uh, corporates, uh, um, bigger marketers uh, where we can help a lot on a strategic um, and on an execution uh, in in both areas.
0: Right, and uh, tell us more about the services that you offer as well as some of the challenges that you face when working with clients from so many different industries.
1: Yeah, sure. So our um, focus is a lot on on solving hard problems for clients. So of course, we do the normal social media stuff as well. uh, But what makes us special is probably the hard stuff we do. Um, For example, we help clients in like hardcore niche to in hardcore niche B2B areas with generating leads. Um, So we generated leads for the construction of steel plants, for example, internationally. Um, Or when it comes to Recruiting, um, we uh, helped a, a big industrial company develop a, a system and a tool that allows recruiters to buy Facebook ads and Instagram ads and LinkedIn ads for recruiting uh, internationally. And it, uh, for example, to replace current like job platforms that they were using and that didn't work anymore. And so we bought basically built out a social recruiting ad system for them uh, that now is uh, even more important than than the job platforms uh, within a year. Uh, and so we solve a lot on, on solving hard problems within the space of social media. Um, why? Because our marketing or our company vision is, is to bring marketing back on the boardroom table. I think marketing doesn't take itself serious enough. Um, marketing or the industry marketing is, is often proud of not knowing what works and often limits the scope of what it can do. Um, it makes itself vulnerable by claiming that lots of things aren't measurable. Um, and we think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think. Uh, Marketing is one of the most important areas in a company, and uh, that's what we focus on, on delivering real business success for our clients, uh, focused on social media, uh, not because we are in love with social media, but because it's just the most efficient channel at the moment for lots of potential solutions.
0: I see. Okay. So, to move on, tell us a little bit more about the process that you implement when working with a new client or researching a client that you're about to work with. What are the steps that you undertake?
1: I I think the most important aspect is that all strategy is about prioritization. It's about saying no more than about saying yes. Whatever, however big or small a budget might be of a client, um, there's always more opportunities on how to see how the client can spend it than there is budget, uh, which is even true for the biggest of all marketers or corporates. And so we look at where can they spend money to get the most results. Uh, where is it the most important? So we always start with analyzing together with our client uh, where the potential areas might be, where we can deliver like real business results. Uh, m- may it be like performance marketing like really like sales or leads or maybe on the branding side like really generating like brand awareness for a brand. But we really focus on where might be like the biggest leverage for us um, and then really going to the numbers. We really want to understand the business of our clients Uh, get into specifics find out how the structure works really find out where where the levers within a company Um, and so that's the first thing we do and then based on that we uh, build out first hypothesis going to like a basically a testing phase of finding what works um, and following up with that when we found out what what might work or what works building out the proof of concept uh, to enable clients to later on scale to sell their internal management on what they're doing Um, so that's in most cases that's the process we go through.
0: Okay sounds very structured I like it so what about your team can you tell us how many people do you have in-house as well as do you tend to work with many freelancers on certain tasks?
1: We almost do no outsourcing other than depending on where it's like specific tasks. Uh, we have a, a, a team of uh, above 25 uh, people and we are focused. We, we try to do as much as possible internally. Um, that's also necessary because we are not doing typical social media, like just do, doing selfies on social media platforms. That's not what we do. We really try to be strategic and that takes a lot of like specific, like agency-specific knowledge. Um, and so it's really important for us to, to focus on internal work. Um, and then we use only freelancers, for example, if we have like a, a big video shoot and we don't have a, like a big internal video team uh, for that, for example. That's where we use freelancers, but mostly internally.
0: Got it, okay. So to move on, what are the things that you have noticed from your clients in terms of trends within the past 12 months?
1: I I think the most important trend is that uh, clients aren't accepting anymore that social media, that you just need social media, whatever the outcome. And I think that's really important. Um, I think most companies started doing social media not because they thought it would change their business, but mostly because they didn't want to go to a marketing conference and be asked, uh, "Do you? What are you doing on social media?" and have to answer nothing. Uh, so they didn't want to look bad, basically. Um, and that is changing very quickly. Um, companies are realizing that social media is a really powerful business tool, and they also. Ex- starting to expect agencies and also internal teams to to deliver real numbers and not just like fans and engagement um, and like vanity metrics and so i think that's the most important trend um, one trend that I I don't know if it's broader trend, probably, uh, but something that we have started here in Austria with lots of clients is focusing on on areas that um, haven't been typical social media areas so far, uh, doing lots of, of, of social recruiting, lots of social selling, lead generation in the B2B space, using platforms that, for example, like finding ways to use Facebook for niche B2B audiences where you normally would think only LinkedIn works um, or building out recruiting systems on Facebook, although there are no like really good products from from Facebook themselves um, and finding like arbitrage opportunities for clients. Uh, I think that's based on the trend that uh, Facebook and, and most social media platforms were so cheap a few years back that you basically could do bad work and still deliver good results and i think the arbitrage arbitrage is getting smaller when it comes to like the platforms in general and so really good marketers now have to find like new opportunities new ways to use the platforms to get an advantage over the competition
0: sure of course okay so tell us a little bit more about the kpis that you follow internally when working with clients from so many different industries obviously kpis might be a little bit different from one client to another depending on their industries but do you have maybe a set of kpis that you apply across all your clients
1: I, I think when we talk about KPIs, uh, we have to be very specific on what level we are talking about as marketers. So the first and the most important KPIs and the real goals need to be the business numbers. It's like, how many people have you, were you able to hire? What's the time to hire when you're, for example, doing recruiting? Or what's the, the revenue generated through leads? Uh, what's the number of sales qualified leads you generated? What's um, in e-commerce how many uh, how many purchases how much revenue did you generate or in marketing what's the in, in branding what's the brand lift for example so there really needs to be some hard numbers on top or like some meter numbers and then you need to go on a, on a campaign and uh, platform specific level so there it might be something like how many like qualified leads did we generate um, how many people did we reach? How many? Uh, what's what's the return on invest uh, or return on ad spend in a specific campaign? Um, and then on the third level, there are like leading indicators. So which specific metrics on a platform? Um, they they don't tell you if the campaign was a success, but if they're good, they mostly lead to a successful campaign. So. That might be uh, like lower um, earlier in the funnel conversions on platforms. That might be stuff like reach, for example, and so on. Um, these are only like leading indicators that aren't like uh, they don't. Make a campaign successful on in and off of themselves, um, but you mostly need them to then have good numbers with uh, the the real KPIs like the revenue generated later on. Maybe one example uh, because marketers also uh, always there are performance marketers and they are really good at measuring what counts, and then there is everyone else. And we think it's really important that everyone else starts measuring themselves better as well. So even if there is no way, for example, to do good market research on a brand, for example, one can use instead of impressions, for example, can use things like time spent with brand. So develop like their own KPIs to measure how long people spend with the brand uh, to have a more clear picture of what works. Um, That maybe as an example, that is not a, a typical performance marketing example.
0: Right, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure it will be useful to quite a few of our listeners. So to proceed with our conversation, what sort of trends are you expecting to see within the wider industry in the next 12 months? Well, mainly a
1: continuation of the the trends we've already seen of of, of getting more business-based, more growth-focused, less like uh, vanity metrics-focused. But other than that, I think, there is, there is a bigger trend of continued diversification when it comes to media and social media channels. I think there is, a, uh, people think wrongly that it's about which social media channel comes after the one before. Uh, and re- in reality, it works differently. In reality, um, people use multiple platforms and multiple messengers at the same time. It's more like having multiple TV channels. Uh, you don't watch one, you watch based on what program you want at the moment. So with messages, for example, you might write with your friends on WhatsApp, with your family or your father on iMessage and with international friends on Facebook Messenger. And then you have like a secret group on Signal or Telegram. And it works the same with social media channels. So people uh, use Facebook for some stuff, LinkedIn for some stuff, uh, Instagram for some stuff, and then new platforms like TikTok, for example, as well. And so they often use four or five platforms. And as marketers, we really have to get good at at. prioritizing, but also uh, for bigger brands at getting good at every channel finding native strategies for every social media channel, because just doing one content and then spreading it out on multiple platforms doesn't work uh, for a long time and uh, won't work in the future as well.
0: That's amazing, Thomas. Thank you very much. And with that in mind, we come to my final question, which is where can people find out more about Bacon and Bolt and keep up to date with your latest projects?
1: So mostly our information online is, is mostly in German right now. So uh, in, in German, you can find stuff on our uh, website, baconbold.com. Uh, we have a blog on there with some some uh, good uh, content as well, um, as well as, for example, on on, on LinkedIn. Um, but if anyone from your international audience wants to get in contact, they just can write me at uh, ilk uh, at baconbold. Dot com. They probably have to look up the uh, how to write ilk in the in the description of the podcast, um, and they can write me anytime, and uh, I can send them more more tips or more information about the company. We work internationally, uh, but we're uh, focused on on German speaking clients at the moment. Uh, but we work worldwide for clients from China to Russia to for contact the campaigns in Russia, for example. Uh, so we are open to to talking with anyone worldwide.
0: That's great. And I will make sure I include some links in the description of this episode. With all that in mind, Thomas, is there any final message that you would like to send to industry professionals out there?
1: As I've said before, our vision is to get marketing back on the boardroom table. And so we always like to use opportunities like these to tell all marketers listening to this podcast. um, We need to stop telling clients or managers what marketing can't do. We need to start focusing on what, what marketing can do uh, and broaden the scope of that. And I think we need to start taking our jobs as serious as someone in finance would do. Um, in finance, someone wouldn't be able to say to their bosses, I don't know which 50% of my numbers are right. In marketing, that's completely normal. And I think we need to, uh, like, we, we need to set the bar higher for ourselves. Uh, not because we have to or because business doesn't work if we don't, uh, because we can and because I think it's, it makes your job makes more fun if you set a higher standard and if you're then able to achieve it. Uh, and so that's maybe, maybe a message, message that is really important to us um, and that we want to spread.
0: Thank you for listening. To find out more about Bacon and Boat, you can visit their website at baconboat.com. If you enjoyed this interview, make sure you subscribe to the ZoomSphere podcast on your preferred podcast platform to stay up to date with our latest episodes.